Hi, this is Harlem Stories. I'm Adam Feinberg, and I'm with my guest host today, Mark Becker. Uh, Mark, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and what you brought you to Uptown, what attracted you there, a little bit about your business, and then we'll get into our today's topic, which is the Battle of Harlem Heights. Of course. Well, thanks so much for having me, Adam. I really appreciate it. As you know, I uh, was a resident for many years of uh, Washington Heights, and as well, I, I lived on 122nd and LaSalle over by uh, Columbia University, not far from Grant's tomb where a lot of the fighting took place. I appreciate you having me on. I've, Thank I've, you. I've always loved uptown Manhattan, and um, I'm, again, I'm an agent like Adam at, uh, at Elegant Real Estate, and I've been an agent for about seven years now. Awesome. Awesome. Do you sell uptown? Do you sell downtown? Why don't you tell me a little bit about that? My business is concentrated primarily in Manhattan, although uh, actually in 2021, I was I was proud to say that I did a deal in the Hamptons. I did a deal around Hunter Mountain, New York. I uh, did several deals in Manhattan and also several deals in, uh, in Brooklyn. Uh, I have done a number of transactions uh, uptown Manhattan, particularly in, in Washington Heights, which I know is one of your... Uh, stomping grounds yeah absolutely and you know there's just so much rich rich history in these neighborhoods you know which attracts me i've i've had family connections to upper manhattan you know my entire life Uh, i didn't even know that until actually i bought in the neighborhood i later found this out um but in in doing so i learned so much about these neighborhoods and just how you know much of american history and the history that i think our, our listeners are going to really value. Uh, when we're selling them a home, we're also selling them, you know, the, the history of the neighborhood. Obviously, we know, you know, big figures like George Washington have, mm-hmm. you know, walked through these neighborhoods and fought in these neighborhoods. Yeah. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Alexander Hamilton, his estate was up here. So all these players in early American history. But even if as you go into pop culture, like in Morningside Heights, you know, uh, there's you know there's Tom's Diner, which was used in Seinfeld, yeah. and was the famous, I guess, uh, song. <laughs> and exactly, <laughs> and there was even uh, there was even that song, Tom's Diner, by Suzanne Vega, which has now been resampled in other songs, and it, it, it's a it's a pop hit again in the last few years. Yeah. Um, in any case, you know, today we're going to be talking more about the Battle of Harlem Heights, and you know how that impacted the history of the uptown neighborhoods. Uh, obviously, we know that George Washington was involved, but we'd love to hear more about you know your take and and you know some interesting factoids sure. you know, about the Battle of Harlem Heights. Sure, and I, and I think it's important to begin just generally that you know I'm, I'm sure this is a fairly intuitive statement, but Manhattan, like everywhere else in the world hasn't always looked the way it looks today in, in 20, well, now 2023, amazingly. Um, <clears throat> yeah, if, absolutely. If, yeah, it's been redefined and, you know, rebuilt up. Yeah. Um, neighborhoods have come and gone and transformed and and neighborhood borders have transformed. Sure. Um, so, yeah, absolutely agree with that. Yeah, I, I always think back, I don't know if you've heard of the book Manahatta 
But uh, it's a fascinating book that really has some um, colorful uh, dis- uh, depictions in paintings of what Manhattan probably looked like well before the Battle of Harlem Heights, which, which of course, was a lot of wildlife and um, Native American uh, settlements. And in fact, I'm, I'm sure you're aware, and many of our listeners may be aware as well, that Broadway was initially a Native American trail, um, and I'm not sure precisely where it started. I think somewhere in Yonkers, maybe, but uh, what's now present-day Yonkers. But it extended through Inwood and Washington Heights, and and all the way, uh, obviously, to uh, to the tip of the island. And, the and if I remember correctly, at some point, instead of Broadway, I think it was it was the old Post Road, right, which became the Boston Post Road, which goes from the southern tip of Manhattan all the way into Boston. Yeah. Yeah, and, and actually I lived for a time in New Rochelle, and I, I remember distinctly taking Route 1, I believe it's US 1, um, which is also a Boston Post Road and, and is uh, called a few different things. Um, particularly about uh, what's particularly interested about the Battle of Harlem Heights is, is that uh, George Washington, the, the first president of the United States, was... Um, was a commander in the in the in the Battle of Harlem Heights. Now, just a little bit of background: the American Revolutionary War technically began in April of 1775, went all the way to September of 1783. The Battle of Harlem Heights uh, took place in um, 1776, just a couple of months after the uh, Lee Resolution and subsequently the Declaration of Independence were signed. Now, what's the Lee Resolution? The Lee Resolution was um, Richard Henry Lee, who was a founding father, um, created the Lee Resolution, proposed it to the First and Second Continental Congress, which effectively was an agreement, um, non-ratified at the time, because obviously they had to fight a battle over it, which was a a non-ratified agreement that uh, the 13 colonies were going to secede from the British. And then that's how we got the um, Independence Day on the 4th of July, uh, 1776, but the Lee Resolution was actually initially written on um, July 2nd, which is why some people, uh, I think somewhat erroneously, erroneously, but I guess it depends on how you how you characterize it, uh, will we'll say that uh, the, the Declaration of Independence was actually on the 2nd of July, um, but the, the final terms were not agreed to un- until... Um, the fourth. So, particularly as it p- pertains to the uh, the Battle of Harlem Heights, which uh, which started a couple of months after that, the uh, the British commander in charge was Sir William Howe, and uh, the, what's interesting about Howe, w- w- sort of contrary to a lot of these figures back then, and remember to get there from from England, you had to take a boat, and it was dangerous. And it, uh, you know, people get upset now if their holiday travel uh, plans are canceled. But, uh, but I, I can assure you that uh, surfing the high seas for uh, several thousand miles is a bit more of an adventure. Howe was actually born in England and died in England, which is somewhat uh, rare because he came to the U.S. as a military man. He was born into a military family. He was a general in the British Army, and he came to take on George Washington. And one uh, as, that can't uh, be good. I mean, George Washington <laughs> is the commander of the of the nation, and like now looking back, you know, hundreds of years, G.W. He's the man. <laughs> he's you know? a, it's it's like taking on Mike Tyson in his prime for sure. <laughs> 
So uh, just as an aside, just because I'm sort of a numbers geek, um, Sir William Howe, the British commander who, uh, who uh, ultimately won the Battle of New York City but, but lost the war, so to speak, um, lived to be 84 years old, which is a, a, an interesting fact about him. That's because, pretty old back then. Yeah. If you look at historical figures of that period, um, and actually, uh, I actually looked this up on Google, the, the average life expectancy back then was only about 50. Yeah, yeah. And that's even younger than I thought. I thought it was going to be like something like 60. So, yeah, yeah. That, that's, you know, 84 is a pretty ripe old age at that point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who, know, who knows if he had all his marbles by then? But, uh, but he certainly was a, a, a good uh, commander in, in the Battle of Harlem Heights. Now, um, one of the things that was interesting about the Battle on the Harlem Heights, as I researched it, was actually the British wanted to focus more on Newport, Rhode Island, which was uh, even more of an important uh, port at the time. Um, you know, obviously, this this country has an unfortunate history of slavery. A lot of the slave traffic was. Uh, sort of funneled through Newport in the triangular trade between the Caribbean and Africa and, and Newport, Rhode Island. They didn't really want to. Uh, they didn't really want to commit a lot of resources to the Battle of of Harlem Heights, but ultimately they had to. And um, <coughs> a couple of fascinating uh, things about that was the the battles themselves took place predominantly in in what is currently. The area around Barnard College in uh, in Upper Manhattan, um, which is to say, if you go up Broadway at uh, you know you know where this is, 106, somewhere between 116th and 125th Street. Um, that's also where Grant's Tomb is located. Um, this was and so- by the way, Barnard is absolutely you know while it's affiliated with with Columbia University, yeah, it's its own school and it's an absolutely tiny campus. Yeah, it's only something like two and a roughly. I'm thinking off the top of my head, but it's only roughly around two and a half acres large. Yeah. So it's not a very large campus. It's somewhere you're right, right around the hundred and. 16th, 118th, somewhere in that yeah. vicinity, but it's it's a very small campus. But you know, as, as you correctly stated, you know, I know that quite a bit of the Battle of Harlem Heights, you know, took place right around there. Right, and and Washington's Washington was as as a commander was perched in an elevated area around there in order to see the advancing troops so that he could have a, a view of, uh, a bird's eye view, so to speak, of, of the action. Now, one of the things, go ahead. Oh, yeah, and, and anybody that knows the present geography today, that geography hasn't changed dramatically over, uh, over the years. So, you know, if you're at uh, around 116th, 117th, you're, you're, you're t- Sort of, um, sort of at the top of a, of a steep hill, yeah. and as you go toward 125th Street, you know that that goes toward more toward the valley. Yes. Um, so it, it's kind of a downward slope. It was, it's always been that way. And while the gradations might have changed over a couple hundred years, ultimately, it's more or less pretty close to the way it, it looked back then. Right, and I and I've 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 always sort of surmised, perhaps incorrectly, it's just a theory that one of the reasons as you go further uptown it gets a little more affordable is because it's not as flat and it's not as easily walkable as say Midtown Manhattan. I would agree with that. Yeah, particularly when you get below 
uh, 96th Street or so, or, or even uh, you know more so Columbus Circle. I would say below 59th Street to the tip of the island, there's almost no hills. It's it's practically non-existent, very flat area, which obviously which lends wasn't itself. always the case, but mm. over the years and and as New York City transformed, obviously we saw it was even flatter. We know that there was a lot of marshland and there were a lot of you know rivers that were formed. Today there are rivers, including in Upper Manhattan, that are underground, and we'll be talking about that a little bit more in the episode where we talk about uh, Columbia's University and nuclear reactors and nuclear testing facility. Mm. So we'll t- be talking a lot more about that in an upcoming episode. Awesome. So, uh, so the Battle, Battle of Harlem Heights took place. Uh, Washington had actually received some reports that, that ended up being unfounded that, that the British were advancing. So he amassed 150 men um, under the command of a guy named Thomas Knowlton. Now, Thomas Knowlton was an interesting character um, <clears throat> primarily because he's considered the first intelligence official in United States history, so oh, that's that's awesome. That's a nice little nugget to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he was he was actually a a, a, a spy on the British and a fairly successful one. Uh, but unfortunately for Knowlton, he was the highest ranking official killed in the Battle of Harlem Heights. There were. Um, about uh, it's supposedly about thirty casualties. Hard to say if that number, give or take, is completely accurate on the American side. I and guess that's how it goes when you're in the spy business. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's uh, he he was the most useful, and that's that's the guy that they uh, decided to take out. So uh, so Thomas Knowlton uh, lived lived a short yet um, yet rather uh, um, glorious life. He and he died. On that day, 16th of September, 1776, defending uh, New York City uh, against the British um, as a colonialist, died at the age of 35. So, um, so uh, rest in peace, Thomas Knowlton, and thanks for your uh, thanks for your contribution. We should really have a Thomas Knowlton Day here in the United <laughs> States. It's it's a shame that we don't. I need to I need to give him. More press as he well, was, maybe the CIA does, but you know how the CIA is—they're yeah, pretty they're, quiet on everything. They're not—they're not going to tell us if there's a Thomas Knowlton day. So, uh, so Knowlton took his troops, um, and a majority of the fighting happened in, as as we had said, um, around where Barnard College is now. And um, fascinatingly, there were several farms in the area. Now, again, it's 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 you're just trying to get the audience to picture. Um, Harlem, the Columbia campus, uh, you, you know Tom's Restaurant, that whole area, and as industrial and, and built up as it is now, uh, at the time was just farmland. And and we as Americans in a young country, our our country's what, about two hundred fifty years old. Um, it's hard for us to conceptualize that seventeen seventy six, relatively speaking, wasn't that long ago. You no, know, it, wasn't. It, it, it really was not. And as I get older, it seems like uh, it seems like less time. So um, anyway, in comparison to countries like France, England, uh, Germany, Spain, you know, whose whose histories go they back. They look to, at our buildings that are like yeah. mid 1800s and like, that's yeah. not old. That's that's new construction. <laughs> so. um so yeah, so it's 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 interesting to look at it uh, through that lens, and and anyone interested in the Battle of Harlem Heights, if you if you look it up online, and look at sort of the various depictions of it, you can see that the areas in which the fighting took place 
are quite hilly, and and there's uh, one in particular that I found through the New York Public Library that um, I'm not sure exactly what I'm looking at, but it does certainly look like it could be um, that area of 125th Street where it sort of starts to go at a diagonal, you know, as it yeah. heads west. Yeah, it's right. like that 125th, 126th. And then right. you'll notice even on the grid today, it jumps from 126th to 130th as the next block. Right. And that's as a result of the original construction of the way, you know, the grid kind of worked its way itself around there. Yeah. Now, that 125th Street area right over there on the Hudson, um, that was actually a ship, a major shipping port, and we'll get more into that, you know, as we talk more about the history of Manhattanville, uh, Vanderwater, which we now know as, you know, primarily as a as a luxury condo building on 122nd, right sure. off Broadway. Uh, but Vanderwater was actually, you know, owned. That was actually the name of one of the farms and the, one of the farm families. Yeah. Um, so that goes all the way back into that history. Um, and, you know, as you mentioned and talked about, like, the farmland, uh, 125th Street area uh, and, and that low 130s area, you know, right off of Broadway, west of Broadway, uh, that was actually, you know, uh, one of the largest daily, uh, uh, dairy, I'm sorry, dairy uh, production and bottling uh, plant areas in the, in the entire nation. Wow. Um, and we'll talk more about that when we get into the Manhattanville, you know, episodes. But, sure. Um, you know, but, you know, it's amazing how these neighborhoods, you know, just continue to redefine themselves. So I know that especially, and I'm sure you probably noticed that, you know, living in Harlem too is, you know, you know, people are afraid of change and they're like, this is not, you know, you know, blah, blah, blah. We don't want this. This is all change. And, you know, we want this. But throughout the history of our time, and that's one of the most important things that we like to convey in this podcast is that, you know, time changes these neighborhoods over and over and over again. Mm. Most people are surprised when I tell them that, you know, that area around Broadway and 110th Street was actually like almost like a, the, uh, like a, a row of like restaurant, bar, like tavern, vaudeville type of mm. you know, a places right around that area. So they're kind of shocked on like how these neighborhoods have changed and transformed over the years. So, you know, going back to, you know, what you were saying about the farms, I'm like, yeah, all, all Manhattan was either swamps or farms or, you know, uh, you know, sure. some of these neighborhoods have just transformed radically as, you know, as we evolved. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think if you if you think about it, you know just getting back to the Battle of Maharlem Heights, uh, the Cotton Club. Yeah. Um, well, the original Cotton Club was on the other side of Harlem, right. but you know, but there's now the new iteration of the right. Cotton Club. Yeah. And then a, a dinosaur barbecue, I guess. So, yep. so just for our audience to kind of uh, conceptualize this, we're talking about now iconic re- right. retail establishments like Dinosaur or Cotton Club. Um, and uh, it's very uh, quite probable that uh, that George Washington or, or Thomas Knowlton um, actually walked on that on that uh, ground back when it was uh, uh, you know farmland. And I would tend to say highly likely, very yeah, highly likely, abs- absolutely, uh, absolutely probable. And um, <clears throat> Washington had, you know, as I mentioned, it's a hilly area. Washington had a perch. I believe, actually, just as an aside, and, and I'm sure you know this one, Adam, because you're a Washington Heights expert. 
the highest area in Manhattan, I think, is actually at the 180th Street stop off the A train, right? Yeah, it's the northern the northern entrance exit around 184th-ish, roughly, but... Yeah. It it is it is like maybe one eighty two one eighty. I think it's Fort right Washington around. Street. Is yeah, it it, yeah, it's it's actually in that park. I think it, what is that Bennett yes. Park? Yes. Um, and and you there's know, a but, plaque there. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, <laughs> which is it, how I learned that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, it's literally right off of that northern entrance of the uh, the A train. Yeah, yeah. So, and anyone not not to get too into Washington Heights, but anyone who's been in that area or Harlem, for example. Um, well, you know, 125th Street, as you know, um, this this sort of speaks to the to to the uh, geography uh, is an elevated train. So if you take the 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 one train um, up from you know nine, you know Upper West Side, you you go head north, heading uptown, you you get at uh, 116th Street, and then all of a sudden you're outside. Now, why is that? Because there is a valley there, so right. you're essentially riding on a bridge. And then when the next stop, actually City College, I always found it interesting. There's literally one stop outside, and then uh, and then you go back underground at City College. And, and of course, the reason for that is is the hills and the geography and the way it creates that valley there. Yep, absolutely. So the uh, the, the farms actually were owned, um, interestingly enough. By uh, the Jones family, a family called Jones, and then uh, another family called the Hoaglands. So, the, the if you can sort of picture, you've got your your homestead on a piece of farm property, <laughs> and the next thing you know, there's a bunch of guys with bayonets running around, killing each other uh, in your backyard. But this was the reality of of the American uh, Revolutionary War. And uh, as I said, Thomas Knowlton was uh, was the guy that Washington handpicked to uh, to deal with that, and, and he unfortunately met met his uh, his demise there. Now, um, they they were known the men in in the party were known as Knowlton's Rangers, and um, they were a reconnaissance and, and espionage team uh, established by by George Washington, and it was named after after Knowlton and and. I believe I'm not a military person, but I believe there's actually still some sort of an award in the army that that you can win uh, the Knowlton Award. As I'm probably butchering that, but no, but, I, I think you're correct on that. I remember yeah. seeing something vaguely about that. Uh, I'm not an expert on this topic, but I do recall seeing something about that. Sure, sure. So um, they ultimately. Um, Washington ultimately had to retreat uh, back to what is uh, what is now uh, White Plains and also to New Jersey. So um, perhaps uh, he didn't take the George Washington Bridge. <laughs> he, he he most likely took a boat, but uh, little did he know that the the uh, the water he was sailing on would uh, would eventually have a bridge above it that that uh, bore his name so it is it is quite uh, appropriate that that the George Washington bridge is is named such because that's uh that's where general washington had had to retreat um during the battle and so uh, you know as i said a lot of this stuff was happening around barnard college um, there are still a, a few plaques in the area that that were uh, that that commemorate that, and then um, 
So you said uh, for just a moment that George Washington had to retreat. Mm. You know, so did ultimately did we win this battle or did we wind up losing this battle? So we 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 ended up obviously winning the the war, but <laughs> but but we lost the battle. Okay. We we lost in terms of casualties. I said it was about thirty casualties, including uh, Commander Knowlton and. Uh, What's interesting is I was trying to get as accurate a number as possible. Usually when I go in, into historical records, I, I try to find several dis- different sources and then sort of uh, average them <coughs> um, to figure out sort of, you know, get, get as close to the truth as possible. What's interesting about the British casualties is uh, there were 14 of them. And the reason I can say definitively there were four, well, I can't say it definitively, but but uh, it's fair to say there as were fourteen. Close as, as we close can. as we can. Right. Every historical source that I have uh, delved into has said that there were fourteen casualties in the Battle of Harlem Heights on the British side. However, the number of the wounded uh, varies. So maybe they had a few soccer players on their. Uh, on their squad, who uh, who who pretended to be a little more hurt than they were, but <laughs> um, so that's why those numbers vary. But uh, fourteen casualties for the British, thirty for the U.S. Washington had to jump back to uh, White Plains and uh, and uh, New Jersey, but uh, ultimately uh, um, in uh, 1883 the the Revolutionary uh, War was ended, and uh, the the first and second Continental Congress was able to keep their their uh, that um, ratify that Lee. Uh, Resolution and and uh, create what what we now know are, are the uh, first thirteen states in the United States. That's terrific. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, as usual, we like to bring a lot of history into you know the, these these episodes, and you know, hopefully, you find them valuable, interesting. You know, maybe transform a, uh, the way you think about these neighborhoods a little bit. Um, I know I've had fun with this episode. I, I hope you can say the same. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, you know, thank you very much for joining us at, you know, at Harlem Stories. And uh, we hope to have some lots of more engaging, you know, information-packed episodes for you in the future. Thanks very much. Thank you. Have a great day.